everyone. Welcome to the West Coast Popcast, Episode 2. My name is Zach. My name is Paul. This is Eric. This is Naki. Welcome, guys. All right. Well, let's just dive right into it here. We'll do a recap of all the wrestling shows, the whole hundred and some hours of wrestling this week. Uh, we'll start out with Raw here. Monday night, it kicked off with Big Bad Drew McIntyre coming to the ring, cutting a promo. Uh, we got interrupted by Zelina and her guys, which resulted in a little quarrel. What do you guys think of that, uh, the, the trio there? I love the rise of Zelina. <laughs> nice. She's the very talented. The rise, like she's got all these people now. Did you say the rise? Yeah, she's been killing it. Yeah, it's overdue. Yeah, I, I just wish that she can show off her in-ring ability a little bit more because she's good. That girl's good in the ring. Yeah, yeah. she is. So hopefully, this leads to something bigger for her because yeah. I do. I like that. The rise of Zelina, man, make make her just control people. Yeah, make her wrestle when she needs to. So we got that little Alistair Black action, Black versus Austin Theory, Money in the Bank qualifier black one um we else we got going on here on raw indy hardwell took a beating from Shayna baszler basically a squash match showing off her arm breaking skills after that ricochet cedric alexander beating shane thorne and brandon vick another kind of squash match but uh you know Hey, it shows their talent off, so I'm all for that. Uh, Kyrie Sane versus Nia Jax. We will hit this match up after the. I just run down the rest of Raw. Oh, <laughs> we'll be right back. Good that match. Speaking of that, yeah. Speaking of speaking of that, guys. Uh, have you guys heard about the heat that Nia Jax has been getting as of recent? <laughs> when is she not getting heat? Come on. I mean, no, that's true. I, but like now it's like trending. I feel like now people are kind of vocalizing it a little bit more. Well, I don't know if it's more. It's it's always been happening. It, it's ever since she first debuted, it's been there because she's not safe. I think with her, I guess we'll just dive into this one right now. With her yeah. recently calling out Ronda Rousey for injuring Alexa Bliss uh, and making that point, and then this happening, I think the heat is just going to be exponentially larger on her. That's very true. Like, And if people aren't in the know, pretty much Nia Jax has been criticized for being a little too stiff in the ring. As in, she injures people a lot. And in this recent match with Kyrie Sane, she attempted, I think, like a turnbuckle bomb or something like that. But she didn't really execute it properly. Yeah. And Kyrie Sane nearly like hit her head on the turnbuckles, like really. Yeah, she did she? No, she did hit her head. Yeah. yeah, on the bottom turnbuckle, which yeah. was very dangerous. She hit her head. She was noticeably um, hurt. And I, 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 it didn't no. look like selling to me. No, she's the greatest seller ever. That looked like she was legit hurt. Um, yeah, Naya had her in like that pretty much a double choke, and she just, I guess, could have took another step or so, or just made sure she hit the top turnbuckle, which she's supposed to do for a proper landing, and that didn't happen. It's not even, it's not even just being stiff; it's just dangerous. Um, I don't know if it's like a lack of the, her just being green or new, but she's been in here for a few years. I don't, I don't know what's going on, but nah. I know Eric's talked about it a while. I'll let you handle it. I say send her back to NXT. She needs time to develop. Uh, I say less than that. I say send her ass to Brian Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> she, she does not deserve NXT. Those like NXT is for people who are solid in the ring and can actually work without hurting each other. Ooh. Then you go to the performance center when you need right. to retrain. Dang. She clearly Dang. Is, is, is not safe. I, I remember just a whole year of injuries building yep. up because of her. Mm-hmm. Yep. Remember, and as great as it was for Becky's career to get her, as WWE put it, mm-hmm. face broken. Yeah. There's she no really excuse Irish. for breaking someone's face. And, and like all these people, and you break the star's face, the one who's ready for <laughs> yeah. the match with Ronda. Come on. And let me uh, preface it by saying I actually yeah. like Nia Jax. I, I do. I, I, I want to oh, root yeah, for her. Too. I want her to be 
who she could be. It's just, I don't know, man. One after the other. She has enormous potential. Like, she definitely knows what she's do. Well, okay, maybe that's not a good way to put it. She doesn't really know what she's doing in the ring if she's injuring people all the time. But I feel like she has her character down. She needs to work on her promos, but I feel like she has the right expressions and everything. Like, everything is there. She just needs to be less dangerous. Yeah. Pretty much. And never go back to that screaming on the mic. No. Yeah, I don't know who she is. She does not pay for my TV. She's not even screaming my speakers. I don't know who she thinks she is. Um, I don't know whose idea that was. I, was I, I think she definitely has potential, and she could be huge, but I will never, I'm not going to root for her for a very long time because when you go into that ring, you are trusting the person you're working with, with your life. The fact that this girl has had so many like issues, I don't think it's a lack of skill. I think it's a lack of respect that you're too lazy to get your ass down to the PC, Ooh. the greatest training center in the world and, and, and work on that. That's just lazy. So I, I don't respect it. There's, you know, I, I, mean, and I, I don't don't come break my face, but get your ass on the PC. That's coming from someone who has been in the ring. Eric. Uh, true, we'll end on that. I just uh, my last thing on this is I don't see the point in dogging Kyrie out two weeks in a row. I thought that was stupid and a waste. When all these other people are getting, well, they've been dogging her for a while. I know. Thank I just you. don't see the point of doing it on television for two weeks you could have squashed a random person but let me bust through the rest of all work i completely agree uh my guy apollo cruz he qualified for money in the bank beat mvp i think that's what mvp is there Let's for go. to put younger talent over and i love how they did apollo cruz in this they kind of made him put i don't want to use finishers but all his like power moves in this match to just kind of make him shine i dug it you guys dig it i almost forgot about his finisher i like it that uh back suplex mm-hmm. into the power bomb that's yeah. really cool this guy's enormous mm-hmm. ball of talent yeah i, I like the match but a lot of people are criticizing the match they thought that adding mvp was like kind of random how do you guys feel about that i think that's what he's there for again i think he's there to put over new talent yeah, exactly he's serving his purpose he's doing his thing and that's a good way to put him on that's a big win on apollo cruz who hasn't really got a win and mm-hmm. who knows so i think that's a it was fine i was fine by it yeah. mvp's fine with it he's doing his thing mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah and i kind of like how they gave him a little bit of mic time in the beginning of the match just to be like he, he was just listing off all the wrestlers he defeated and he's saying like i deserve to be in that you know position at money in the bank i like how they gave him that spot to shine to kind of remind everyone that's a great point um you brought up about that because that's old school right there you know he's listing off all these people he's mm-hmm. beat um building himself up so when apollo cruz gets that win it makes him look yes. even bigger that's just a great way to put someone over so i don't agree why i don't see how people uh, don't like this that that was brilliant i think it's just because the fetuses don't know who mvp is that's the longest reigning U.S. champion history. You better know. <laughs> Let's not forget. Uh, next up, we had Liv Morgan versus Ruby Riot in a match that was probably supposed to happen at Mania. I dug it. I like Liv having the win. I think Ruby can go over anywhere else. And then after that, we hit up another Money in the Bank qualifying match. Mysterio took out Murphy. You guys think that was the right choice? Uh, <laughs> it's a tough one because Mysterio is... Mysterio, so it's never mm-hmm. wrong to push him. Exactly. But at the same yeah. time, it's Buddy Murphy. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a tough call. Like, why even take the time to build up Murphy as much as you did, only to kind of just slowly bury him? I think it's, All it's just mainly so you have Rey Mysterio be Rey Mysterio. You can't have him be jobbing out to all the new guys too so you kind of have to have your legends be who they are and especially Rey Mysterio is a draw for a pay-per-view like Money in the Bank but did it really have to be Buddy though? oh they're running low on people I I get it I see both sides like I would have seen like to see Buddy win but if Buddy would have got this win and 
went on to do nothing mm-hmm. with it. That would have been a waste, I think. So I'm fine with Ray Mysterio, like Zach said, having him in Money Bank because he is a draw yeah. for that, and they need the draws. So I, I get it. Just you know, keep doing yeah. stuff with Buddy. Keep him in the conversation. Keep him in the uh, matches, and we can see him yep. grow. Just don't have him disappear. Right. Yep. Uh, next match was uh, Caden Carter getting squashed by your girl Charlotte. Yeah. This is fine. Caden Carter got put on Raw. That's a plus. Caden Carter got to work with Charlotte Flair. That's a plus. Uh, she's so new that uh, this has nothing to her momentum when she gets it. The, see, my only issue with that is that every time I've seen Caden Carter, she always loses. So it makes me wonder, is she still green? Like, because I think her record is literally just one win over... And it was a roll-up over Chelsea Green. Yeah. Okay, Paul. I mean, yeah, Paul. Okay, I don't remember that. You got that, uh, got that Tony Khan <laughs> knowledge in you. Remember everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't remember it was a roll-up. I didn't remember who it was Chelsea. or how it happened. But I think she's still one of the, yeah. new, uh, the new talents to put people over until they figure her out, till she figures herself out and gets to a certain place. They have so many women that have to go over in NXT that I think she's going to be fine. Yeah. That's, that's fair. If Charlotte's yeah. role as NXT champ is to like go between Raw and NXT and get um, some of the new fresh, fresher faces yeah. spotlight, I'm fine that's with that for now. Yeah. So next up, Akira Tozawa, the new Barry Horowitz apparently versus Andrade. Uh, oh, we're showing up Andrade. He's going to get pushed at some point, so this is just kind of a filler match. But I'm fine with it because we got more Zelina. After that, Bianca Belair against Santana Garrett. The match was fine. I didn't need the Street Profits yelling. That was a little bit much, but otherwise, great match. <laughs> um, and then we ended on with. I, I kind of like, like it. I kind of like you know Montez cheer for his girl. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm fine with it, but I mean like a little volume control. Yeah. All right. I, I, <laughs> I, I love those guys. They'll, they'll, as long as they. Get to keep talking get some personality out of them i guess it's all yeah it's good to be it's good to be enthusiastic you know it's good to be at a 10 but montez is kind of at 11 like i kind of agree <laughs> with you there zach you'll, you'll they'll figure it's uh, it's good uh what do we end on here drew mcintyre versus angel garza angel just getting he's just getting the spotlight uh i'm totally fine with that drew's having a blast on tv and it shows yeah. um i'm digging it i know in the conference call vince thinks brock not having the belt is hurting ratings but i am fine with new champions and us learning who these new champions are personally. Exactly. I'm fine with it. Yeah, because that's definitely what it is, Vince. I'm sure. Yeah, not the quarantine or anything. <laughs> yeah. The no fan. Right. I would love to know where it's this decision making from because what? who says that Brock exactly. is the draw? That, that draw is on the draw. It's show. So that was Raw. Uh, I just want to go into uh, their cinematic match super quick and just say it was trash. It was Sammy Callahan versus Ken Shamrock. Uh, uh, don't do something just because it's hot because mm-hmm. then it turns out to be hot trash. That's my thought on it. I don't know if you guys saw it or not. Yeah, I've um, seen some clips, uh, so I can't really speak too much. Cool. Then we won't have to talk about that. Yeah, I saw bits and <laughs> I just want to say this, though. Like, I, I totally agree. Just don't do something just because it's popular. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of compared it to WWE being the shops at Rodeo Drive with the Boneyard match. And then this kind of being like Dollar Tree. Yeah, that's good. You know what I mean? That's good. Like, different <laughs> yeah. Cause you yeah. Can't <laughs> but the highlight of that show was my boy, 
Willie Mack taking home the X Division title. The title that means the most in Impact history. Um, that dude is a genuine dude. Uh, me and Eric met him at one of the Impact shows last summer. Just a stand-up dude. Very nice. Shook our hand. You know, like, shaking hands and wrestling is a big thing. But he was just very nice and yeah. welcoming. Um, Eric, if you have anything to say on him. Uh, no, he, he deserves everything that he's uh, gotten right now. Very respectful man. Like, I think if I met him as a kid, he would be my hero because that's how nice he is. He is <laughs> amazingly kind. And he's on his way up because he was also NWA world national champion, I want to say, or national heavyweight. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Come on, short in NWA. Yeah, but congrats uh, uh, to Willie yeah. Mack. Cool. Well, that's a positive right there. And like you said, the exhibition champion is the belt in, in back. So uh, next up, NXT. Uh, the opening, it's just them trying to figure out who they're actually going to feud with. Uh, I don't really... They advertise matches, I guess, now, and then they don't have them, and then people come out of nowhere, and then they're not backstage. Like, Finn, I don't know. What's going on? It was what it was. But then we got into some action here. We got Kai and Gonzalez uh, taking out Knox and Blackheart. Solid match. Uh, then we had... Jake Atlas versus Drake Maverick. Maverick lost here. Knock, uh, you want to talk about this one? Yeah, so Maverick did lose, um, but I don't know if you guys caught that they played his um, video that he did when he got fired right before his match. And to me, that seems, and like with the match he had, it seems like he might have earned his job back, in my opinion. So I'd like to see where that goes. He he performed. He, he put it all on the line there. And then Jake Atlas, a new guy coming on from uh, the SoCal area. I trained with him at New Japan last summer. Dude is the real deal. He's going to go far. He has a um, good gimmick, good build, mm-hmm. and he's good in the ring. I don't know if you guys yeah. caught his cartwheel DDT, but oh, I've never seen that LGBT, That was amazing. The LGBT DDT. I think that's what he calls it. <laughs> Clever. Yeah. Yes. Okay. yeah. It, it, it was thick. It's one of the most innovative DDTs I've seen since AJ Styles' backflip one. So, yeah, he's he's a good future man, and he, he shined for sure. And when I met him and we were in the ring together, he stand-up dude, very nice. And uh, he's always just wanting to learn. He took a lot from that nice. seminar we did. Oh, good to hear. Uh, hopefully we'll see Drake Maverick back. He's a good personality. Yeah, I good. think he'll be one of our favorites soon. Uh, I can see that. I, I agree with everything that you cool. said. Uh, next, we had uh, another Cruiserweight title tournament match. Uh, Kushida knocked off Tony Nice, which I'm happy for. I think Kushida should get a big push. Do you guys think mm-hmm. that was the right choice? Yes. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. My boy, a time splitter. He should. Yeah, he's, I think, someone who should just be given the title within the next couple months at least. Yeah. yeah. For real. Yeah. Like, that's a legend right yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. I'll go as far as saying he's my pick to win the t- uh, the tournament. He's mine too. I'll agree. Yeah, same. I mean, when they put them up against Walter, that's a, that's a sign. You don't put someone that small right. against Walter right away yeah. unless you trust him and you, you know it's going to be good. All right. Yeah. You got a Mia Yim to go on uh, Jesse Camille. actually didn't see this match. Anyone have a comment on that match? Um, It was just... You know, it was solid. I wouldn't say it was bad. Okay. You yeah. know, it was, it was good. It was all right. Nothing much to really sit, speak on it. I'm glad Mia Yim's doing some matches, getting a win. Uh, I feel like we haven't seen too much of her really in the spotlight. Maybe since, what was it, War Games, when she um, was involved in that storyline a bit. But that, that was the EO show for me. That was- well, yeah, but I feel like she got... Yeah. It was a good show for her. Yeah, I feel like she got some spots to shine. Like, I remember last week we were talking about how we feel like wrestlers should kind of engage a little bit more with the camera and kind of show off their personality. Yeah. I feel like Mia's kind of doing that. Like, I don't know if you caught it at the beginning of the match, but she was like trash talking um, Robert Stone and Chelsea Green. Like going like, what, what? Uh-huh. What you gonna do about it? What you gonna do about it? Like, I like that. I'll give you that. She's really good at uh, presenting herself. And uh, mm-hmm. that, that was, I, I caught that also. They have a yeah. history too. 
her and Chelsea Green oh, yeah. back with a TNA, yeah, so yeah. they got a lot of chemistry going. Even Robert Stone, too, actually. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Yeah. They're all from Impact. Totally forgot about that. Yeah. They are. Well, Mia Yim and Charlotte is in the card. We'll be seeing that pretty soon. All right, next up, El Hijo del Fantasma took on Jack Gallagher. Here's their loss to El Hijo del Fantasma. Uh, I, I think his debut. How do you guys feel about the debut? Um, I yeah. saw clips of it. I guess. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it seemed just kind of low-key. Not like a big debut. I thought his promo was setting him up for a big debut. Like, he had a nice promo last week's NXT. Um, with nice spotlight. Yeah, the match was fine. It was there. He had some good moves. I like uh, his different style he's bringing to it. Yeah. He, he's a solid guy, though. Mm-hmm. There's no way he's going to the main roster with that man. No, no. I, <laughs> yeah, Vince's going to pop it up. Yeah. Why? Is it too generic? Or what's wrong with his name? It's too long. and No, because, like, it's long because Vince likes to chop names up. That's true. That is true. Yeah. So if you were to chop his name off and give him his, a new name, what would you call him? Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a great question. What, what's his full name again? I, I just want to say I'm not rooting for them to cut his name. I just see it coming. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about the last match here on NXT here. Uh, Keith Lee in the Dream versus Roderick Strong, Adam Cole. Uh it was fine. It was just weird. All of a sudden, like Dexter Loomis coming in and just getting the, the like, yeah, yeah I guess that's fine. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think of him? I like Dexter. I wanted to get a push. I like him. Uh, his former Sam Shaw on TNA. Yeah. He had that whole Christy Hemi storyline, right? Like he was obsessed with her or something? Yeah, similar gimmick too. Very, very, very creepy. Yeah. yeah that's right. Very, very creepy. It's guy. something new. Uh, I feel like that's why I'm so attracted to it. Like I like how weird he is. Like he, yeah. he catches my attention. It's for sure different. Yeah. Like WWE needs to needs I can to agree with that. Or weird gimmicks. Like it's been too like, vanilla for too long. I'm down for someone like off, like offbeat, like that. Yeah, yeah maybe, like I can see that. Like a Dexter Loomis catches your eye. Like a Velveteen Dream, something that's different. It catches your eye like that. Yeah, yeah. that's a fair complaint. That there are too many uh, athletes, not enough characters. I mean, that's yeah. the problem with UK for me. I don't know anybody's names. They all look the same. And did you say NXT UK, Zach? Yeah, NXT UK is too many guys that are exact same gimmick. Yeah. That's yeah, true. yeah, I totally agree with that. I think maybe that's what it is. Like, I, I like the guys, I like the wrestlers. Um, I just can't watch the show for some reason. I'll watch the takeovers; those are great. It's just I a agree. show I can't keep right. up with. I think that might hit the head on the net. Well, let's get into like the last topic about NXT, uh, really quick. Eric, you want to talk about uh, Velveteen Dream? Yeah. So, um, if you guys haven't heard already, Velveteen Dream's under some fire. Uh, he's been accused of sending nude photos to minors. He quickly came out, denied those allegations, and claimed that he has a third party looking into how those pictures got out uh, against his uh, wishes. I, when we first read this story, my gut instinct, I don't think it's true. I, I don't think he needs to do that. As weird as that is, it's a weird defense, but he's a anyone he wants. Send pictures of minors. Like, this is oh. a guy who could just. I, I, for some reason, I'm on the camp of he didn't do it. I, I will say this um, from what I've seen Velveteen Dreams barely on social media, period. I think he mm-hmm. just got one just because mm-hmm. of the character and stuff. But I don't. I don't see how this is true, and he denied it. Was said it emphatically. He denied this. So right now, it's just allegations. We'll see how how it plays out. I'll give him benefit of doubt for now, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. But I think he. Yeah, we'll I see how it plays out. Clear. Most of his social media is just like Instagram quotes. Like he just post them on Instagram. Yeah. So so that, that that was one clue. I was like, I don't see how this is true. Um, but 
Yeah. Yeah, and, also, and I think Knock. I was sorry. Go ahead, Paul. Sorry, I just wanted to say like Knock has a really good point. Like this man is almost never on social media. He's not big on it. So like, why, you know, have this surface all of a sudden out of the blue? You know, it's a little suspicious to me. And uh, people make shit up all the time, man. And they do anything just to, you know gain traction from like a scandal or something like that so they can get like some kind of clout out of it or, or it's just like stir up drama yeah in general like that's just the day and age that we live in so i say if he vehemently denies it i think we should be fair and kind of give him that middle ground and be like okay um i i personally believe him until there's more evidence pretty much <laughs> yeah you always see this type of stuff happen when someone's getting primed for like a big push, a big spotlight or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we move on to the next show, Zach, uh, I was, we got the Candice LeRae and Gargano oh, promo right. to go off on. Um, so it was an odd promo, but yeah, I, I appreciate it. I almost put it as my moment of the week because it finally did something that I don't think Gargano has done since Candice came into NXT. And that's actually support her. Whereas mm-hmm. every time she is always there to back him up. She's a ride or die. But yeah. it comes to a championship match for Candace or a big feud, we'd never see Johnny. Oh, uh, totally. Now he's saying that they're, they're both going to eat first. Uh, he does a little thing where he lets her take the first bite of dinner. I'm looking forward <laughs> to see what they do together. They're, oh, yeah. If you've never seen their heel on, on the Indies, they... Johnny's a great heel. I've never seen Candace, but Johnny is a great heel. You just made me appreciate that promo a little bit more. Yeah, Eric, that was a hell of a breakdown of it. Yeah. Oh, I, was, I was like, I I was like you must think it's trash like it. I did. And now I'm like, damn, I think I'm an idiot. Well, I can say, I, <laughs> yeah. so far, I only watched five seconds of it, so maybe it was trash. No, you just explained it very well. <laughs> Of course, the promo came to the deeper meeting in the promos. I like how um, you brought up that, uh, the point that, like, we don't really, this is, like, this is, like, the first time that we get to see, like, Johnny supporting Candice. Because if you guys remember, like, once Candice first started out, like, nobody knew that she wrestled. Like, the people who didn't know her from the indie scene, everybody was just like, oh, this is just Johnny Gargano's yeah. wife. She, what is she, like, a manager or whatever? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And then, like, all of a sudden, you pair her up with EO, and everybody now sees, like, oh, damn, this girl can go. You know what I mean? So I like how they're finally getting yeah. that spotlight. And um, um, I'm excited for this heel run, honestly. Yeah. Them, Candace is so likable. It's going to be harder to see her as a heel. So I'm mm-hmm. interested to see how she um, pushes through and does that character. I think she can do it. It just, she's so likable. So we'll see. Um, and like Paul, you mentioned her and EO were great together, oh, fighting each other, working together. That was a hell match. of a team. You had a great promo. Oh, yeah. Her promo, I thought, was very good in NXT. Um, she just thought about her. She's just so charismatic. I don't Like Zach said last week, you don't really know what some of these people are saying. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. It, it's just so good. Yeah, all these Joshi girls, man, they know how to work that mic. I don't care if I, I don't yeah. understand them. Like, no, I'm agreeing with you. They're, they're taking over. They're invading WWE, yeah. AEW. Oh, um, that's all I got on this take. But uh, cool. Awesome. Let's just run down Dynamite really quick. And uh, Darby Allen, he advances on in the tournament after beating Sammy Guerrero. It was a good match. Um, yeah, it was an overall good match, and it leads into Sammy's next feud. I want to talk really quick about the beginning because I missed that. And Eric, you wanted to talk about Cody's promo? Yeah. So we're going to talk about MVPs later. And this promo is 
one of the things that came to my mind when deciding who the weekly MVP is, but it basically starts with Cody in some kind of control room, uh, some kind of special effects. We see him looking at everyone who's left in the tournament, and he's hyping them all up. Uh, one thing we learn in Santino Brothers is when you do a promo, you shouldn't cut your opponent down mm-hmm. and build them up. That way, when you beat them, it makes you look better. Cody built everybody left in this tournament. Uh, calling Dustin the legend, calling Darby the intangible, uh, Lance Archer the murder hawk. And Cody questions himself. Am I the three-star general of the mid-card? Is that all he's going to be? Arn Anderson, not questioning, stating that Cody needs this title. All I'll say is every time Cody talks, it makes me want to get in the ring. It makes me want to just work my ass off, do the work, as he says. And yeah, it was a great promo. I can't, I can't knock it. Nice. Uh, yeah, I can't comment on that because my DVR didn't kick in until uh, the first match started. But, uh, that's the, <laughs> like a great way to describe Cody from everything I've seen from him. But uh, with that said, how do you think the rest of the tournament's going to play out? Oh, it's going to be Cody versus Lance. It's it's, it's already predictable. Yeah, the way they've been building the story with um, Jake the Snake with um, the Murderhawk, it has to be Murderhawk versus Cody in the finals. I don't see how. I don't know how that was going to go though. That can go either way for me, but it's for sure them. I think Dustin will have a good showing though against Murderhawk. I think he'll give him some back and forth a little bit, not just a squash. So yeah, we'll see. I, I think it's very smart how they played Dustin's reti- quote unquote retirement match in the first round. You know. To give that kind of, uh, I guess, what's what I'm looking for? To help you connect with Dustin, because he's not going to win against this. Yeah. But knowing that he cares that much, he's going to put his career on the line. It it's going to make him losing a little. Right. Harder. So then, if he does defeat, or if he does get defeated by the yeah. Murderhawk, then it's going to make Cody hate uh, him even more and want to win the tournament even more for his brother. And then that way, like oh, you just said, a smart move putting that stipulation in his match this week, which he did win, um, because then it does show that he gives a crap about this belt, and it gives a lot of stuff to this belt. You hear that, AEW? Exactly. Yeah. And you hear that? I will say... <laughs> WWE. I will say, uh, we've seen Cody versus Darby and uh, Cody versus Sammy, I feel like, a lot. Or at least this would be the second yeah. time, maybe second or third time. Uh, we're going to see Cody and Darby. He's, gonna, he's for sure going to have to beat Darby. I think Darby needs a big win soon. I don't think it'll be against Cody this week, but they could shock me. You know, um, that Darby-Sammy match had some crazy spots. Darby did like a suicide outside the ring, hit his head on the on the ring, uh, on the um, mm-hmm. guardrails outside. And I don't know. This guy just throws caution to the wind like I've never seen before. He does. Yeah. Very strong ECW uh, vibes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He would have been <laughs> deadly in ECW. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. He would have stole, would have stole Sabu's whole moniker. Yep. Exactly. So next up, we had Matt Hardy address Chris Jericho. Oh, man. Someone make me like this segment, please. <laughs> <laughs> I missed. Uh, Eric, I, I, I missed it. So I'm interested. So he cut a promo as uh, Dem- God, I can't even say his name. Yes. So he cut a promo as him, and then like, oh, that's why Chris Jericho is uh, ignoring Demasca, me yeah. because he doesn't understand this new uh, persona. So then the camera moves back, or like does a weird thing, and then he turns into regular Matt Hardy again. 
So then he talks about that. So it's basically setting up um, uh, a feud right now. Then yeah. for this next opponent, which will be Sammy, who just got knocked out of the tournament, so it gives him something to do while building up more so for a match with Matt Hardy. But it sounds like they're going to do uh, a match at the Hardy Compound with Sammy. Yeah. It was just it was a very long promo. It was very long. This thing should have been maybe a minute tops. It was yeah. just too much for me. And I don't know. I don't get the fun of Broken Matt Hardy in AEW yet. Yeah, I think it's um, it's for sure missing its draw. But I, I think once we we'll get some of those final deletions, I think we're leading towards one with Jericho. We'll, we'll bring some of the magic back in. We just haven't really got much of Matt. And I think it's kind of due to some of the times when we're in we can't see him wrestle can't see him on tv as much and just kind of these promos which i don't know they, they go either way like this one was kind of a miss uh, i'll admit that also i didn't really particularly like it it was okay but i think we'll we'll see him pick it up coming down later well hopefully they figure out more stuff to do with him during all this i mean this is the perfect time to do crazy stuff with matt hardy um so just I hope yeah. take advantage of it. So that is what it is. Uh, next up, Kenny Omega beat Alan yeah. Angel. God, Jericho on commentary has got me screwed up now. Angels. <laughs> um, solid match. That's how you, you work a new guy in there. And yeah. Dug it. Um, I thought it was good, too. Uh, I like seeing Kenny in these matches, not him with Nakazawa, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he did a great job with the new guy. And I agree with you on that. Jericho just calling everyone what names that Pineapple Duty yeah. calls in the stands. <laughs> I don't know, man. Pete. Yeah, Pineapple Pete. <laughs> All right, uh, let's uh, go to the next match. Now, I want to talk about We had Orange Cassidy versus Jimmy Havoc, who yeah. I'm just, I don't get Jimmy Havoc's character because he dresses different. And then, and then he looks like the 45 year old guy who plays guitar in his garage. <laughs> So go, go, yeah. go ahead and talk about this match. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this match, we've seen Jimmy Havoc versus Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy uh, inevitably picks up his first victory in AEW. Hits a crazy-ass Superman punch. And this dude is just insane. Jimmy Havoc, yeah, he's known for the death match. He can wrestle, though. This might not have been the best match to see him in, but he can wrestle. And I'm kind of more interested in him now than I was when he first came to AEW. Because I was kind of in that same boat with Zach. He's kind of just this guy who just, I don't know, just moping around all the time. And I wasn't connecting with it. But um, this match, I thought, was a good way to get Orange Cassidy his first win. It would be nice to see him do it with the crowd. But I'll take it. And it also sets up more um, feuds going on. Jimmy's in this new group with um, Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. That's a weird pairing. Um but yeah, that's just my take we'll on it. We'll boost the rest of Dynamite here just for time's sake. Uh, Wardlow, uh, excuse me, Wardlow, he beat uh, Lee Johnson in a squash match, which I actually kind of dug. Brody Lee versus Justin Law. Man, yeah. I Wardlow's have good. yet to get into Brody Lee in AEW, you guys. I still, I'm not connecting with him because I think he's trying very hard to be Vince or trying to be a parody. I, I get yeah. it. Vince is a weird dude and he's fun to make fun of. I don't want to see that every week. Yeah. I want to see you. You know, yeah. you were great before. Like, 100%. Back to that. I just feel like making yeah. fun of Vince is like my take on com- uh, comedians who make jokes about Donald Trump. You're making the easiest possible joke about someone who's a fucking idiot. So, like, this doesn't connect. Yeah. Like you said, I want to see Brody Lee. I want to see the Dark yeah. Order. It's a very low bar. Yeah, like the Dark Order caught some fire you know they were had a nice go- thing going with the oh who's gonna be the um exalted one and stuff and now that we have him it's just vince mcmahon type thing it's i don't know it's a disservice to Brody lee and the whole group because it's not working i like the theme song that's pretty cool that's something 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that he just needs to stray. Go back to doing what you do best. You know, he's fine doing it his way. You don't have to yeah. be Vince McMahon. And, and then it we'll ended all uh, soon to connect more. Dustin Rhodes took on Kip Sabian and won for the next spot in the championship tournament. Yeah. Awesome. So next week it's going to be. Presumably, Cody versus Darby and Dustin versus yep. Lance Archer. Yeah, I'm still not sold on Kip Sabian. Like, I I want to like him. Yeah, I just think the best thing about him right now is Penelope Ford. I, I don't know. He, he like he's not bad. He's fine in the ring. I think Penelope is kind of in that same boat as Lena. Like, I want to see I want to see more from her. Like, she needs to get a, the same push that Lena's getting right now because she's great. Like, that's another girl who can both, like, yeah. yeah, she's not only a great manager, but she's also fucking good in the ring, too, man. Mm-hmm. She, she's really good. Or the Asai Moonsault, whatever. Yeah. Well, Tony Khan yeah. promised next week's Dynamite is going to be the best wrestling show that anyone's ever seen in a while. So we'll see what we got next week. Uh, I'm going to breathe through SmackDown very quickly so we can get to everything else. Uh, New Day came out, and they had uh, a bunch of stuff going on with uh, Lucha House Party, Miz and Morrison, and the Forgotten Sons, which led to later stuff in the episode. Uh, Drew Gallick got beat by Baron Corbin. Not a fan of that outcome. Sheamus beat Daniel Vito. It's, yeah, it's... Yeah, that's a mistake. You know, push gal while you can. Um, Seamus came out. He's working towards, obviously, something with Jeff Hardy, who we saw another uh, promo going over his life, which I think I'm good seeing from now on. Uh, don't need any more of that. Uh, Miz and Morrison versus Lucha House Party. I was good with Lucha House Party getting some screen yeah. time. Uh, they picked it up from there. And then Triple H and his 25th anniversary segment. Uh, what do you guys take on SmackDown? Uh, yeah, I agree. Drew Gulak should have got that win. I mean, I don't see the point of doing a lot of stuff with Daniel just to have him not get a nice push. Um, we need to put a missing report, missing person report out for Chad Gable. Oh. Where is this man at? Um, rumors, rumors, he's gonna hang out with Mustafa Ali. And uh, <laughs> oh, really? You got the inside information? And I'm afraid you got his name wrong. Isn't it Shorty G now? Yeah, you're not gonna find them. No, 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 no. It's gonna be Chad Gable again oh, with Mustafa Ali. That's the rumor. There might be a third sure. person involved. Huh? Yeah, we need to be Xavier Woods, but I third person. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, I doubt that. I, I wouldn't like that. Yeah. Xavier Woods is a new day. Have him go there. That's fine. I don't know who a third yeah. person would be. That, that that's cool though. I hope you're. I hope yeah. that's true. Um, like you said, Lucha House Party. Those guys are really talented, and I forget a lot that they're actually really talented. Yeah. So I'm glad they you know they're on a show. They are. That Triple H thing was a little different with the Vintage Man. Uh, yeah. I've been seeing him just, Katie just highlighting his bad stuff, which is. Uh, Weird take, yeah. The the Bailey stuff they mentioned. Um, you, Eric, Paul, you guys got uh, something. I else? didn't see it, but so it was a genuine like celebration for him, or was it? It was kind, kind of an angle? angle. Vince came out and kind of uh, he mocked some things about his career. Yeah, he's ribbing him. He brought yeah. Katie Vick. He's kind of ribbing him. Uh, Bailey, this is your life has been bad segments. And uh, Shawn Michaels came out and was ribbing him about marrying Steph, and then Steph FaceTimed him at that exact same moment, and eh, it was what it was. So here's yeah. my issue with that, whether it was genuine or an angle. I, I I don't like once you reach a certain position in a company, I feel like you shouldn't be allowed to do certain things. Like you shouldn't get a whole segment to yourself. I don't know. It just it turns me off. I don't want to see Triple H on TV. Maybe that's what it is. Fair enough. Paul, did you see SmackDown? Yeah, I saw SmackDown. Anything stand out to you later uh, defeating Sasha or anything? Um, I just, well, regarding that, I want Sasha to finally just turn on fucking Bailey already. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think uh, the last match was the build. 
taking way too long. Like, I get that you want there to be a buildup, but this buildup has been happening for months now. And honestly, this is something that I was really hoping was going to be a WrestleMania match. Yeah. But I don't know what happened. Same. We all were. Yeah. I don't know what happened either. Yeah. All right. Let's, okay, that's what happened for the week. So everyone, let's uh, let's start out your weekly here uh, MVPs. Eric, who do you got? Uh, I've got the American Nightmare, Cody. That promo built up four individuals, including himself. It built up a title that we have not seen yet. It got people more invested in that tournament. And I think Cody has the potential to be, if AEW does a Hall of Fame, I think he should be the first one to go in for everything that he does for that company. And even just to end on, uh, all the work that he's put into Britt Baker, I know as much as you guys love him, uh, I love Britt Baker. Dustin revealed that it's Cody is the mastermind behind that. I mean, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. That's his project. Dustin does uh, promo school for all the other women, but Cody's has his um, hands on Brit, and I'm sure a lot of it's her yeah. and him just working together. It's, it's yeah. really good. Uh, he does the backstage stuff. He's in the go, doing stuff on Gorilla, producing. He's wrestling. The promos, it, it, it's insane what this man is doing. Like, I, I don't know. I agree with Eric on that, but I'm giving my MVP of the week to Io Shirai just for that promo. I am so high on that promo. I'm so high on it. She's killing it. She does not bow down to no one. I hope she beats the queen. I'm rooting for her the entire time, and I'm going to go blindly say Io Shirai is the next NXT champ. Yeah, I mean, that was my MVP of the week, Io Shirai. That promo was insane, even though, again, we don't know what she's saying. (laughs) <laughs> but that doesn't matter because the expressions she just pulls off. Like, you can tell that this girl's passionate and she will stop at nothing to get that title. Although, I don't think she's going to take it off of Charlotte. Um, as much as I would like that to be the outcome, it's not going to happen. They're not going to have Charlotte lose that quick. I don't, but um, well, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna go for it. But I'm going to go with my second pick then for that. Wardlow, he uh, is my MVP because I just saw him come out, beat the crap out of someone. I saw him as the character. I really dug that. It was nice escapism. Uh, Scorpio Sky had a, had a promo vignette in there, which I hated because I'm sick of those type of like, oh, this happened to me. Um, all, all like the hardship promos. He's I'm really over good. Them, and I love Scorpio Sky. I, I honestly love the guy. He's, he's great. But um, yeah. all these promos about that, or this is my time. And that's why I think uh, the, the Candace Johnny promo didn't hit with me because it's just like everyone with my time, my time, this hardship, this hardship. And I just saw Wardlow go out there and beat the crap out of someone. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, you're Dana Brooking. Yeah. Like, this is my opportunity. It's like, cool. What else? Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about it for a reason. Oh, yeah, she had a match on uh, SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll change my pick because they're all uh, different. I'll, I'll go I'll go MVP uh, Willie Mack for his X Division title win. That title has a history with AJ Styles, Jay Lethal, Samoa Joe. Everyone has held that. Kurt Angle. So uh, big win for Willie Mack. That's my MVP okay. uh, this week. Fair I'll uh, switch it. Cool. Well, Nock, why don't you take us down memory lane in this week's classic match? Tell us what you got for it. Uh, down memory lane. Let's go. Hidden gem, wrestling classic. I'm going to go with Ric Flair versus Jay Lethal 2010 Victory Road. Uh, if you guys haven't seen this match, it had a build of several, several promos with Jay Lethal and Ric Flair. Jay Lethal came as this guy who he, he grew up watching Flair. He was his idol, all this stuff. So he got in the ring with him, tried to Im- emulate him. He uh, copied him. Ric Flair got upset, had his whole gang at the time, Fortune beat him up. Um, Jay, he even brought his brother in. He, they beat up his brother during the match, which I thought was a cool spot for um, his brother, who's a fan of Ric Flair. 
Um, and now all everyone knows the Jay Lethal versus Ric Flair promo, the woo off. Um, what you don't know is the match where they had where Jay was going to this match against his idol. He's already lost to Ric Flair in a dirty uh, win by Flair. He goes and just bloodies up Ric Flair, who's actually selling a lot. He takes a lot of spots, takes a back suplex off the top rope while bleeding, asked out to the crowd. <laughs> this is prime Ric Flair. And Jay Lethal gets the win, taps him out with a figure four lock, and that's my pick of this week. Uh, have you guys seen it? Anything you want to add to that? Um, anything um, else like that? My question to you is, uh, do you think this match is better than his match with Shawn Michaels, his quote-unquote retirement match? I will not go that far, but it's at the time, it was way more. I got way yeah. more from Ric Flair than I thought I would ever mm-hmm. at that time. I, I was shocked to see he was going all in like that. And with that promo with the woo-off, um, Jay Lethal said uh, right before he was going out, he was very nervous because he had no idea what he was supposed to do. He went to go ask Ric Flair, hey, um, so we're doing this promo. They didn't know what to write for you, so what do you have in mind to do? He's like, no, 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 I don't talk about promos. And he walked off. Really? So Lethal was like, oh, shit, what, what are we going to do? So then a, a backstage guy told Lethal, yeah, he's like, hey, um, you know, you do that yeah. impersonation of him. Just go out there and do that. He's like, all right, I mean, I guess, but I'm, I'm over here shitting bricks. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And that's what uh, led to that most famous promo in Impact history, in my opinion. There's no other promo everyone looks forward to that. So, uh, yeah. That, and I think that's what put him on as a main eventer. No, yeah. I was ahead, just about uh, to ahead. say, um, I feel like that is what makes a good wrestler. You know, somebody who's just, you know what, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to just, I'm going to make yeah. something up. I'm going to make shit up. And, you know, hopefully the crowd will eat it up. And the fact that, and if you have the ability to get over with that exactly. I th- feel like that's a sign of a good wrestler because um I like to compare wrestling to improv acting a little bit like yeah. just in the fact that like mm-hmm. uh you kind of just do whatever you kind of just go with the flow and um no matter what happens you just continue with it and I feel like uh, a good wrestler will just come up with good ideas immediately like right off the spot like that woo off so that's something really interesting I didn't know that he yeah. He's going into that blind. Yeah, and neither did I. And um, I remember because he did, gave an interview a few years ago talking about it. And I don't think Ric Flair is being like you know snarky, but it just I think because he obviously yeah. Ric Flair adores that man. He adores Jay Lethal, so I think he was just trying to bring something out of him or something or push yeah. him to that next level of just go out there and do your thing, man. Don't you know? Yeah, you don't have to worry and too much about what you're going to say. Them. Just feel it. Um, and I think that whole feud with um, Ric Flair was actually kind of – it's funny in a way because of the booking. It was had Ric Flair mm-hmm. supposed to be grooming AJ Styles to be the next, you know, big thing. But in the end, Jay Lethal was the one who took the most from Ric Flair and yeah. moved to that next level. And that happened in his match yeah. when he beat uh, Styles. But I think this will go to our next segment, Zach, if I'll take the reins from you real quick for this moderating. Jay Lethal does all this stuff, has the biggest year of his career, and then the next year he's gone from the company. No world title run, nothing. Just gone from the company. He ends up in Ring of Honor, becomes their franchise, three-time world champ. And that's one of my big problems with wrestling. That's our next topic coming up here. The wasted opportunities, the wasted talent, the, the booking. How do you drop the ball on someone like that in the prime of his oh, career? Wow. He, he was 25 at the time. I don't know if you guys yeah. remember his age. He was only 25, 26. This dude is super young. And people forget that. And you could have pushed him and had him, you know, have another rival for AJ Styles, someone who clearly can talk. He could talk better than right. almost anyone at the company at the time, outside of Samoa Joe. But that was my big issue, is dropping the ball and stuff. So I'll open up to you guys. Mine we just talked about um, with my Wardlow comments, uh, the, the promos and the stories. I Everyone has been scratching and clawing to get where they are and having their moment and their time. I need new kinds of promos, and I need new mm-hmm. kinds of people to 
to just get with. And that's why people like Wardlow or Orange Cassidy, they stand out to me because it gives me that escapism without the, the woe is me bullshit. So that's mine. Yeah, that's fair. Right, right. Uh, I'm torn. Because I, I, I've always thought the two biggest problems were equally bad. One is writers writing promos for people when they've never been in the ring themselves or we don't have enough characters. I'm going to focus on the writing yeah. for right now. So WWE, they have writers who done like dramas and uh, what's it called? Soap operas and award winners writing promos. I'm not going to lie. If I ever, for some reason, end up in WWE and they told me to go out there in the ring and cut a promo and they hand me a script, I'm not saying anything. Give me the bullet points and maybe I'll say that, but don't expect me to go out there and say your words with my face. Like, I'm not taking the heat because of that crappy sack. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make my new uh, Vince character on AEW. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't like that idea. It needs to go away. Let wrestlers just talk. I think if you get into this business and you make it that far, you have some inkling of what has to be said. You, you have some kind of instinct. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to kind of piggyback off of that, Eric, um, I yeah. kind of agree with that. Looking at AEW's women's division, like I hear that Kenny Omega is writing for the women, which is fine, like because he he knows the ins and outs of the ring. But um, to me, the writing portion, or at least just like the women's division in general in AEW, has been lacking a little. And I think the reason for that is because. Uh, I think they should just get an actual female wrestler to write for the women on AEW. Like having Kenny Omega there is fine, but I don't feel like he has the same experiences. I don't. I don't think Kenny's doing it solely because I know they that um they have Kong also jump in, but she's uh currently with um Glow, so she's not as in with it right now. But uh, they have uh I think Brandon does some of the stuff also. I don't think it's just yeah. one person. I think you're right about um, Kenny being it. I don't think it's just him. Kind of go back a point. I think. Sorry, go ahead, Paul. No, I, I was just about to say, like, I think I, I, that's what I've heard. I hear, I heard it's just Kenny Omega. It's just solely been him. Like, um, I remember uh, Tony Khan did a um, media scrum after one of like the pay per views or whatever, and they yeah, asked him about that. Part of it. And he said it was uh, kind of like a he's group a big thing. Part of it, just, but uh, it's, it's not yeah. just him. Yeah, he's a big part because he brought all the Yoshi guys over. Yeah, so yeah. He, I'm sure he's a huge part. The thing is, is that I just I'm just saying that like I don't think he should be the head writer. For the women in AEW. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. He's, he's got his own thing going with his own yeah. career. He shouldn't be head writing right now for other women. I, I would agree with that. But if he's doing it in a, in a, in a group, you know, I, I can see him throwing some ideas. Because I'm sure he would understand some of the Joshi people yeah. um, more than some of the AEW guys. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see. That's for sure one of their weak points. But I think they are taking the necessary steps to um, improve on it. Right. Like Dustin's uh, doing some of the promos, teaching some yeah. of them. And then Cody's doing the Brit Baker stuff. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I think they should get some more women in there. Paul, what do you have for biggest problem in wrestling right now? Um, Well, for me personally, um, I think it's just whatever is happening backstage, to be honest with you. I feel like that's definitely hurting morale, Um, especially in the times that that we're in right now. Like, I... There's just oh, so cool. much shit going on, and I'm hearing rumors of like yeah. Vince being super grumpy, like extra grumpy than usual, like grumpier than usual, and it's because he's just dealing with all this shit. I'm sure he just shut down his he just shut down his XFL, and now he's fired all these people. Yeah, and he's probably sure getting he's like, grumpy. And I understand that he's grumpy, but like, um, 
I don't know, like just make better decisions on your part yeah. or whoever else is in charge because like it's definitely affecting your workers and uh, being a leader, I feel like you kind of need to rise above stuff like that. Like I understand that you're going through a hard time, but yeah. you have to take care of these people and I just don't feel like he's really doing his part. Right. So let lead into the next topic then that is uh, all the, the employees they let go. Um, it was a lot. Um, a lot of them were corporate, uh, but there's a lot of people we saw on television that some of us really, you know, really liked and enjoyed to see. Uh, Paul, what do you got on that subject? Well, on that subject, um, I don't, it was, I mean, it's definitely been some of the darkest times I feel like in wrestling history. Um, people are dubbing, people are dubbing it Black Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much just the day when all of those wrestlers got released. I get it from a technical standpoint. Like when Vince was explaining himself, he was talking about, oh yeah, I need a, we needed to make a, we, we had too many people on the roster. He feels that that's the reason why they haven't been as successful as they were before in the past. Um, like I, it sounds good on paper, but I don't know. I just think the problem, the major problem here is that uh, you just need to like, I agree, you are hiring a whole bunch of people a little too much at once. But um, these are some some of these people are people that you re-signed, Vince. Like, you re-signed contracts with them so they don't go to other promotions. And then all of a sudden, you're just going to let that go. And that's to piggyback off of what Eric was saying before. Like, it's just you dropping the ball again. Like, why would you just build somebody up so high and then just have them fade into obscurity after that? Well, so here's... The thing that I keep coming back yeah. to in my head about these firings is it's 100% true. They have too many people employed on the talent side. Uh, and reports are coming out now the hoarding that talent. Vince is he's kind of saying, okay, we need to stop doing that because if they're really need to worry about if they go to AW, if they go, they go, which he should have thought of a long time ago. My issue with these firings is financially, you didn't need to do them. You still make a record breaking profit this year. Yeah. If you have too many people on your roster, fire them, but don't fire them now this is not the time to do that help your talent out you force them to work for you you wouldn't release people when they ask for it but you release them during a pandemic when they really have no other options to go to when the indies are not an option you're basically screwing these people during these times i'm sure they have money saved up they're good because they got the wwe money hopefully but yeah i don't know it, it's it's cold it's heartless in my opinion and Every now and then, I just feel like WWE is turning into this corporation that I don't want to watch. Like, I, I yeah. don't want to support them. Yeah. I would think, like, if it was me as a head booker, WWE is never going to go out of business. They, they're they're going to yeah. be fine for whatever time. They'll, they'll be fine. So I would think, like, you'd want AW to kind of, you know, yeah. bring some pressure so you can then have your wrestlers want to step up. The product yeah. gets more stepped up. Wrestling's in a golden age, and you're still making a lot more money. I'm sure they would want to go back to that Attitude Era, Monday Night War era mm -hmm. money they were making. This would be a way to do it. And if you're not going to – you're play, it's playing with house money. You're not going to – even if you lose, you're not going to run out of business. You're still going to be making tons of money. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good point. No, you guys hit it pretty well in the head there. Um, 
it was all a lot of the talent you knew they're going to get let go anyways they wanted to get let go anyways or it was just you know like uh, eric said they have way too many people on their roster and then you talk about nxt and then you talk about nxt uk and then uh, they want to do nxt japan like you have too many people to like look after so yeah it it was something yeah. that I feel they should have done a while ago. They will die. It's been a long time to do that. And, um, but to kind of inject some good news into this, or hopeful news, uh, two people, one that Naki mentioned, Drake Maverick and Sarah Logan, yeah, possibly, they yes. could possibly come back. Sarah Logan was uh, defended very heavily by a lot of people, which I think is very smart. She's <laughs> yeah. She was mentioned yeah. a lot on Raw. Also, they yeah. they mentioned her a lot actually. And Drake Maverick, I think, has done more than enough to earn his spot. I think he was a. I want to say he was the second best GM in the whole like when we had the Raw SmackDown Regal and him like era as GMs. Yeah, I, I thought he did a great job, and he did everything they asked him to. He's a great. He's a good wrestler. Why get rid of him? Yeah, he worked yeah, in the and some of those people. Do you guys feel? Oh, I was just going to say, like, do you guys feel like that video kind of gave him, I don't know, the video he made, like, right after he got released, do you think that kind of helped him a little bit in getting his job back? I th- yeah. Yeah. Because that got a lot oh, of, that sure. got a lot of attention. For sure. After he did that. Like, that was, like, on my news feed all over. A lot. Yeah, I mean, this, this is what you got to do today. You got to tweet about it. You got to put out videos and, you know, if you have more people talking about it, maybe they'll speak up and then maybe it'll... You know, do you think he was angling to to do exactly what he did to be in a position to get his job back with that I, video? I don't. I think it was a, a genuine, heartfelt like. Yeah, I got too. fired. It sucks. I'll let you guys yeah, see that. And keep trying. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna still give it my all, even though you know I might not wrestle again with this company. Um, but even if it was intentional or not, I feel like it was a good move because with the prevalence of social media nowadays, like sometimes that's the smart thing to do to kind of rally support from social media and, you know, gain traction that way. Yeah. Because you are a brand if yeah. you're a wrestler, and it was a great way to promote him showing himself off mm-hmm. what he can do in yeah. the ring to build his brand up no matter what happens. Because he's great on the mic, which leads us into our next yeah. thing here. Last week, Eric cut a scathing promo on Paul. So this week, <laughs> this week, Paul, it's retribution go time. <laughs> oh, bury me softly, brother. So, Paul, are you ready to cut a 30-second okay, promo so, on Eric? Um, well, just to review from for the people who didn't see the episode from last week, Eric pretty much said that I don't have any true friends. Is, is that what you said, Eric? <laughs> 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 I don't have any true friends. Uh, I, I would deny it, but Eric, it's, it's out there in the world, so that is what I said. What do, you, what do you mean by out there in the world? I don't get what that means. I mean, it's recorded. It's on. I can't deny it. I did say it. Okay. Well, I don't know why you would think that, to be honest with you. And uh, I just want to let you know that I do have true friends. And their names are me, myself, and I. I don't need anyone else. Oh. I don't need anyone. I don't, I don't need these quote-unquote true friends that you speak of. Because I can make it on my own just fine. Mm, I like that. Suck. <laughs> Yeah, that was okay. a wolf. that was a nice face right there. I think you uh, yeah, tweeter. Yeah. That was a good tweeter promo. <laughs> I was going for more of a heel yeah. kind of thing. Why is it? Why? Why would well, you say I, tweeter? I, 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 feel, I feel like it was a nice little like Becky Lynch kind of like the man doesn't need anyone. 
okay. I kind of see yeah, that. Yeah, Paul, you're teaching kids it's okay yeah. to love themselves, and you don't need to be part of a crowd. You don't need Eric. Yeah, yeah. No. Exactly. No. <laughs> it, it was the heel yeah, with the redeeming no. quality. Yeah, you got a redeeming quality in uh, there. We'll come up with a new one next week. Someone else can cut a promo, and these two, these two can go at it tomorrow. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I'll cut a promo on Zach. We can talk about his robo <laughs> mic going off this week. All oh, right, dang. well, that's the second episode. We're knocking Paul, Eric. Uh, my name is Zach, and this has been West, West Coast Podcast. <laughs>